0: Steve's you went to Magic Round over the weekend. First of all, how was the experience in
1: total? Mate, the the weekend's great. It's the third year in a row that myself and my son have been. Um, it, It gets bigger and better every single weekend as far as the crowd, the atmosphere, how much fun people are having. Um this year in particular I didn't notice any of the the rot in the crowd that happened last year there was a few fights that went oh, on yeah. last year I forgot about that yeah yeah which was really it was quite disappointing especially you know I was there with both my kids and and my wife and you know it was a, it was a bit of a a dampener but this year it was great um everyone was in good spirits um, so it was probably the best one I've been to as far as crowd, engagement and everyone having fun. But it is definitely, as far as the quality of footy goes, it's the worst one I've been to.
0: Yeah, right. Did the, I just want to ask a quick question. How did the field play over time? Because it looked horrendous on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night.
1: Yeah, it, it was pretty good. It wasn't until that hailstorm hit that that's when it started to get chopped up. Yeah, And it probably made it more obvious um, where it had been chopped up as well because as soon as the water just came in, And you could see the puddle start to appear. And then it was quite obvious that, oh yeah, righto. You can see the parts of the field that it was chopped up, but it it seemed fine until then.
0: As far as results on the field go though, you must've drowned your sorrows on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a a tough weekend. It was a tough weekend for me. Footy tipping wise as well, I went terribly, which probably says more about me than anything else. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, I thought, okay, well at least Parra can finish off here with a win and, Ten seconds in, Sebo's in the corner. Me and my son were up. We were, you know, <laughs> on cloud nine. And then Gutha gets put in the bin and it all unravels. And then typical typical paraform this year, they find a way to get themselves back into it. They actually look like they were the better team. And then the intercept try and they were chasing their tail again. It's a bad loss, isn't it? It is a tough one, yeah. Although, oh, it is, it's a tough one. They, they should have won that game. I was going to give Titans a rap because they deserve one, but... Paris should have won still.
0: Just on the Titans, they've re-signed Jaden Campbell long-term now. Yeah. Interesting move. I, I, I don't know if you can have a team with both Brimson and
1: Campbell in it. Agree. Can... I agree. agree 100%. And I, in my opinion, Brimson's a fullback. And Brimson's a better player.
0: And it, I, I agree that they're both fullbacks. Yep. So
1: what do you do with... Oh, I don't know. Unless they're going to try and work on moving Brimson into the halves, that's the only thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's, it's uh, unless...
1: Campbell's happy to, and the Titans are happy to have you know because I don't know what he's being paid. He might yeah. he's probably not getting paid a fortune, so no. they might be happy to have that X factor that sits as number fourteen on the bench from every week.
0: Geez, you'd think that another team would would be interested in Jane Campbell as their permanent fullback, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you would, but
1: I, I look at a team like if, if he sorry mate if he, if if you were ranking the fullbacks one to seventeen, all the starting fullbacks, and let's say. Brimson's not included at the moment; he's injured. So we'll say Campbell's. their starting fullback. Where does he rank? Is he top ten? No. Is he top twelve? Probably. Yeah, I, I'd I'd find it hard for him to be probably. in the top. 15. But he is young. He's young. He's not young. He's twenty four. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, it's sneaky old. <laughs> yeah, sneaky old. That's how. And I'm not bagging him. I'm not yeah. trying to bag him. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. Yeah. Well,
0: well, at the moment, both both can't stay healthy at the same time. No, so that's that, probably that's not the worst
1: right. thing. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's move on to the Cowboys and the Roosters. Just when you thought the Roosters were going to find something, they deliver that. They were horrendous.
1: They were awful. And live, well, again, I don't know how it played out on telly, but live they were disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. They were trying to go too sideways. I don't know if Brandon Smith suits their style of footy at all. I think we've hinted at this you know, in earlier earlier weeks, but it just it doesn't work.
0: I think the time is now. Because because you can't you can't do what Parramatta's doing at the moment. Like seriously, you can't bog yourself down too far on the ladder because you're going to come up against the Titans who have just yeah. turned up that day to get a win. And,
1: and look, let's remember too, the Titans aren't going too bad. They're, you know, they've they've been winning games, and, yep. and the games they've lost, they've been thereabouts. So, but the Roosters, the time to me
0: is now to put Smith at thirteen. Or off the bench and Turpin at nine, well, ter- just to try something. But
1: Turpin's a better hooker, uh, absolutely. So it, it might be worth a crack. But what do you do with Radley? Because Radley's a better player than Brandon Smith. We well, can bring Smith off the bench yeah, and just true. playing through the middle. Yeah,
0: but they they are not working there at
1: all. So I, I watched this game end on, and and let's not get delusional. Cowboys weren't good. No, they just defended for each other. They really were gritty defensively, and then you could tell it was going to happen. Sometimes when a team put in that much effort and they have that much of a crack for each other, which it was clear that the Cowboys were doing on the weekend, the ball starts to bounce for you. Just like that Townsend missed kick that looked like it was going to end up in row three. It's landed a millimeter inside the, um, the sideline and, and turned at a right angle. Yep. Um, it was at that point there that you knew live, it just had that feeling that the Cowboys win this. You create your own your You do, own you luck, create then. your own luck, yeah. Uh,
0: we'll move on to... I don't think we need to spend much time on Tigers and St George, really. At the end of the day, we'll but
1: go- can I tell you, that was probably that in the um, the Raiders Dogs were the two most exciting games of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, the quality wasn't unreal, but they were the two most engaging games. Yeah,
0: uh, the Storm and South South are flying. Souths were moment. good defensively. Uh, I, I'd be keen on your opinion being at the game. Uh, the storm attack was off, but South's defence, and they, they've they been defensively very good for a while now, they were outstanding, particularly in the first half. Melbourne had so much ball well, the 20.
1: Tom, you've got to remember, this was uh, the last game on day two. Yes. So I, I, it had been, a, been yes. a long couple of days at the office. Yes. The seat that we had for this game didn't really give us a, a true indication of how teams were looking defensively, but what it did do was... We were sitting in that corner where South scored those tries in the second half. It was right in front of us. And you could just see them fall straight into all their structure. They had the shape that they have set up on the left. And they still don't overcomplicate it. It is just four blokes. One runs a lead line. Everyone's timing is perfect. Walker takes it right into the line and then either hits his, his lead man or out the back. And the just big, strong and... He was a bit grumpy towards the end the other night. He
0: he was. He was in
1: a mood. We couldn't see that from where we were, and then the replays were a bit tougher to, to get a gauge. Live, did it look ordinary?
0: It was ordinary. Yeah, no doubt about it. It um, just looked like he didn't look like being tackled. Yeah, he does. He doesn't like being tackled. Yeah. i But I will say though, I think it was an execution problem from the Storm, not a personnel problem. Can I
1: also say too, last year when when we went there was a clear four or five teams that were just so much better than everyone. They were so much faster, sharper, fitter. It was obvious. This year, it's, it's basically the Souths were the most impressive to watch. Um, Penrith looked like the team that, and I'm sure we'll talk about them in a minute, but they look like the team that are the hardest to beat. Everyone else just looked okay if yep. that makes sense. Even the teams that, you know, Dolphins and Broncos had good wins. The diff- um,
0: difference between the third best team and the 12th best team is not a lot.
1: No. I, yeah, I didn't think so.
0: Well, let's move on to a team who I thought would have shown a lot more than this on the weekend. And they this to me was the most disappointing performance. That was Cronulla.
1: So M- Manly Broncos on Friday night, and we're jumping all over the place, but Manly Broncos Friday night, the... 20 minute period in that first half from Manly were, that was just disgusting. Oh, the, it was the, the worst football of the year. The, well, it was Cronulla hold my beer <laughs> yeah. because it was, you got to look at opposition as well. And Dolphins are so much better than what any of us thought they were going to be, but it's pretty obvious that the Broncos are a better footy side than the Dolphins. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, it was yuck.
0: 30 nil at half time, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I could only imagine the Sharks coaches at halftime would have been just totally stunned by what
1: happened. The seat we had for this game was great. For anyone who wants to you know sit there and um, watch footy and see the whole field and the, the shape that people put their, their t- attacking structure into, defensively how teams look, there was a, a really big opportunity for Cronulla to go left a lot. And... They didn't. It was really, really poor execution from from Hines, from Moylan. I've only got to assume that the, the coaching staff was sending the message down. Um, because um, Valence Tuare, while he was a wrecking ball with the footy, after five minutes, he was struggling to get back on side. Yeah. There was opportunities there, and they just didn't keep going there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And the
0: Dolphins, you're right, they're, they're so much better than what we thought. But i I tell you what,
1: they are in the top three or four teams as far as effort goes. Oh, for sure. And Nickarima had a had a day out, didn't he? he? He played well. He was one of the best games he's he's probably ever had. Yeah, and but it's it's really concerning
0: for Cronulla. I thought they were just warming into it. They they started the season yeah. ordinary defensively, but that performance the other night that was you can't do that. Like that is no good.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it it, it was it was strange. I mean, I just think it's. It's funny now that Manly and Cronulla, who were the two most underwhelming teams on the weekend, now they play each other this week.
0: Well, we'll move on to Manly. Manly completed six sets
1: in the first half. You can't, yeah. can't be doing that, look, look, honestly. They are lucky that they they weren't down forty 0 at time
0: Absolutely, and the, with a the team as, as with as much a
1: strike as the Broncos do, that that's a good good word you use. I didn't think Broncos looked. As good a footy side as South or as even some of the other sides. But the one thing that the Broncos do have is speed. They are fast.
0: Yeah, all they're, over the all park. over
1: the park. They're quick. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. And the, even their, even their front rollers. Like, yeah, are Payne Hart's
1: probably the yeah. fastest front row in the comp. Really. Yeah, no, they're quick, and it's obvious that they're very quick.
0: And you you look at that game. Obviously, Manly were really disappointing, but I I, I tell you what, they are lucky they didn't concede fifty or sixty. Yeah. Honestly, they they could have that could have been so they much should've. worse. They should've. And the you just knew from the from the start. Do you think do you think Manley felt a lot of pressure going into that game? Do you think it was a bit of a psychological thing? Because they tried some trick plays really early on
1: that yeah, were just no good. They did. Oh you gotta give credit the Broncos executed. Um, I just thought it was individuals. It, it wasn't at the team as a whole that looked ordinary to me. It was, um, you know, again, without wanting single blokes out. Josh Alloyer, um, Manly defended their line for, I think, the first eight to ten minutes. Yep. Just set after set after set. Finally got an opportunity. Saab makes a break. They get a penalty. Piggyback down. They're parked in Broncos 20. Nil all still. Or two nil, it was. And um, Alloyer drops the ball on the first tackle. Which is such a shame because Alloy is having a really good year. Gives away a penalty. Marches Broncos downfield. They score. It's 8-0. Yep. You know, and again, then you look at it and you think Manly haven't touched the footy. And, and they're down two tries. He drops it again. Piggyback. Broncos are parked down the other end again. Yep. And then in the second half as well. Now, it would have been a miracle if Manly got themselves back in that game. But they were creating opportunities. They actually bombed a couple of tries when it was 20-0. You know, you score two tries. It's it's 2010, 2012.
0: Aloha drops the ball again. The second half was 12-6 to the Broncos. That's the type of game I thought we were going to get. Yeah. In the second half. Yeah. And it's it's a tough one for Manly. They're missing Jake. Tom is not right. I don't uh, care. I don't, I don't yeah. care what anyone says. He is not right. No, he's not. not. Right.
1: He's not. But the the old argument is he's not right. He's not Tom at the moment, is he? But he's still better than. Other blokes playing in that position, I like get, that they have the options that they
0: have. I get that, but he he needs to be good for Manly, like he, for oh, Manly to succeed.
1: For, like I mean, what for the for the chunk of the salary cap that he takes up? He, yeah, he, he's got to be at his best. I I don't know whether or not the he plays a little bit of centre for a bit, and, I and Garrett goes thing. back to fullback. Yeah, I don't know. it be a, I'm sure it's a thought that may or may not have crossed Anthony's mind, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it or not, but I'd certainly sat there thinking about it.
0: They've got Cronulla this week.
1: Manly at home, that's a big
0: advantage. Schuster, 50-50 to play. We don't think he'll yeah. play. Um, do you think Do you think there is pressure around Manly at the moment to to
1: get back on track here? Oh, of course it, there would have to be. I mean, what are they, 4-4? Four 4-4 and, four? Four, four and a, a draw, I think. Um,
0: yeah, 4-4 four, four and a draw.
1: Yeah, so look, I think... This week's probably big for both clubs. What's Cronulla sitting at? Five and four? Five and four, yep. Um, like we speak about, or we have spoken a number of times about the, um, let's see how teams are going after after 10 rounds and whoever wins this game is is still, you know, in not bad shape. Whoever loses it, things start to get a little bit tough.
0: This goes back to the point too of, you know, the, the difference between third and 12th is not a lot because Cronulla at the moment are fourth, on, on twelve competition points, mainly a tenth on eleven. Yeah. So there's one point separating,
1: yeah. separating third and tenth. Yeah, it's it's a, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And but, that's probably what I observed on on the weekend. It's there's no teams that make you sit there and think, oh my god, they are good. But there's a lot of similarities.
0: Uh, you watch Penrith. They beat the
1: Warriors. Uh, yeah. So th- this this will probably blow your mind. What team do you think had the most missed tackles for the whole weekend? Was it Penrith? No, it wasn't Penrith. It was the Warriors. It was the Warriors, yeah. yeah. And Penrith had the second most. Yeah, right. 50, I, I grabbed it before because I, I remember seeing it at the game. Uh, 58 missed tackles it might have been for, for Penrith. And, sorry, for the Warriors. And Penrith had, just grabbing this right now, Penrith had 47 missed tackles. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot for a game that finished 18-6. 59 it was for for and it was great conditions then. It was dry, it was daytime footy. Do
0: does, do you put much stock into the Warriors that they've they've improved defensively then to be able to, you know, defend those errors?
1: Yeah, definitely. They are definitely a lot better defensive team. Um I don't I have I've probably I was starting to buy into the whole Warriors are going all right and you know they're a top eight team, but after watching them, I'm not. And uh, I spoke about before. Penrith live looked like okay; they're still the hardest team to beat. They didn't look the best team, um, because they were they were they were bad. Penrith were not good. But at no stage during that game did we ever think Penrith weren't going to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the last last game that we haven't mentioned, the Raiders and the Bulldogs. Chiefs, The Raiders can find a way to make. This thing easy things look tough
1: this one but, but they're coming the Raiders yeah I don't know, I don't I'm not <laughs> buying it but this was um this probably the first game of the weekend and the last game of the weekend were the two most exciting games um there was plenty of points scored it was back and forward you didn't know who was going to... you know well Raiders look the better side in this game let's let's be honest but Dogs just got themselves back into it, got themselves back into it, and right to the death, it was a, it was an arm wrestle. And um, I, I don't know if Matt Burton's a half. Nah. I, I actually
0: thought uh, this was um, his early days at the Bulldogs. I actually would have liked to have seen him try fullback. Fullback,
1: yeah. I think he was a fullback if, at one point. Um, he, he's class. Like, you can watch... My mate who I was with, he actually said this to me a couple of times. He's like, when you look at all 34 blokes on the field, you can spot who the origin players are pretty quick. Yeah. And he's that class above everyone. He's just better.
0: Will you speak of Matt Burton? Was there any other player that really just looked heads and shoulders above everyone else? Over. Um, there? Um,
1: this will get me any negative feedback that we get. <laughs> Jerome Luai. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's just got something about him. Like... He's got a presence about him, his footwork. Oh, he, he looks like a bloke that just could create something out of nothing. Um, and let's be honest too,
0: all this talk around origin selections and stuff, he's going to be the number six in South Wales. They're not going to drop him for game one. No. And,
1: it was, and it was just that, you know, you, you asked who, who stood out and, and he was just one bloke that it was just obvious watching him that he, he mightn't have, he didn't even have the best game. But just watching him, he's like he's got something that other blokes don't. I've thought about this for a long time now, and with the talk of him and Dylan
0: Edwards coming off contract together, Penrith might need to move on from one of them. If the Cowboys have any brains to go after Jerome Luai to partner with Dean in the halves and make that your long-term plan, you got to
1: do it. Oh, of course it is because it's almost identical to what he's working with now. Let's not pretend Dearden's as good as Cleary. No. But if Cleary's a 10 out of 10, Dearden's an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And it's, it's a similar style. So
0: The Cowboys, I know they got a win on the weekend, but if it wasn't for
1: Dearden and Val Holmes, they are nothing. Well, that's that's the thing. In that game, the blokes who stood out and you think, you know, they're just better than everyone in, in the Cowboy side was Dearden and Val Holmes. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, we'll move on to this week. Uh, big game, Storm Broncos. Uh, who you got? Oh Melbourne, Melbourne win in Melbourne. In Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Uh the Dogs and the Warriors? I like the Warriors in this. One. I I'm not giving up on them as a top 8 team and but but if they are to make the top 8, these are the games that they got to win.
1: Yeah, I agree, but I'm going for the Dogs. Uh Josh
0: Athercar back is a, is a big benefit for them. Uh Panthers Roosters. How could you tip Roosters
1: in this game? You you just couldn't. They they were so bad. The Panthers um forward pack and the South Sydney forward pack. They look the two biggest and most physical teams. Isn't that funny? South, their
0: their forward pack is actually underrated. Like they're big. Yeah, uh, big. Tom Tom Burgess is probably playing career best form. Yeah, Um, South will beat Tigers, Cowboys, and uh, St George. If St George have any. Okay.
1: All right. Here's a little, I was sitting at the airport yesterday. My flight got delayed five hours. Oh. So, But I was lucky that I was able to get into the Virgin um, lounge and the Dragons were in there. And after what I observed from a distance, um, you know, I, I know Anthony Griffin, I, did, I left him alone. I didn't even go over and say hello because I were off in the other corner. But that there, what I observed yesterday is a team that's got a lot of time for their coach. Absolutely. He went in, him and another guy who I didn't know from a bar of soap, they sat down on their own. Uh, one or two players come in after him and went straight over and sat with him and within seven or eight minutes, wherever the other guys were sitting down and relaxing, they all jumped up and they just swarmed to him and, and crowded, like surrounded him. So you could see body language, you could just see the way that they were trying to sit with him and be with him. That, that paints a picture to me.
0: And I had Uh, Jarrell Yayi on the podcast a little while ago now Jarrell only played 60 odd games so he was in the NRL for a a lot of years but I mentioned Anthony Griffin he'd been coached by Anthony at the Broncos and the amount of just love and respect he had for Anthony Griffin and this is 15 years ago that he was coached there so the the amount of love that he said and he said mate you will not find a member of that Broncos squad that's got anything bad to say about Anthony
1: Griffin well I wouldn't have a clue if he's good coach bad coach Dragons clearly aren't a good footy side. But as far as any outside noise around them not respecting their coach or wanting to play for him or be with him, it was obvious yesterday.
0: I hear they all went for a beer yesterday. I think that might have been the best thing for them to to get (laughs)
1: away. So anyway, I'm going the
0: Dragons.
1: (laughs) Yes, so so am I. I. Uh,
0: Raiders-Parramatta, what a game that is. In Canberra, zero degrees. Saturday night, no Moses. Parra need para need this. Para. Para, para have to win this. They
1: have to win. And uh, this, this game could be a low scoring grind. This but, is This is either the the reemergence of Josh Hodgson or his last NRL game.
0: That's that's a good point as well. With no Mitch, you would suspect that Josh would be able to flourish more.
1: He's got to ta- he's got to take some ownership. I don't think it's his attack that's hurting him though. Paris scoring points. Yeah. Defensively, he seems Awful. to be off the mark. Yeah, a yard or two behind.
0: Which is a shame because there was once a stage Josh Hodgson was top, second best, top five player in the world.
1: Well, yeah, he was the second best hooker, wasn't he? It was yeah. just Cameron Smith. And the other
0: game worth mentioning, Manly and Cronulla. I give. Uh, I think you toss a coin at this yeah, game. Yeah, but
1: look, Manly's at home, so I'll tip him. But it's a it's a toss a coin.
0: Let's move on to our power rankings for the week. Uh, I think number one is pretty easy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Rabbits. South, South yeah, yeah. Rabbits have got to move there. Then I've got Penrith at two. I do too. I've got the Storm at three. Uh, they lose to South, you know, the the best team. I don't think you can knock them too much for that. And with the Sharks being so awful last week, uh, I've, I've put the Storm at three. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the Storm, they'd still be at three. And I've got the Broncos at four. Yeah, Broncos have got to move into fourth. Yeah, yeah, and you could probably flip those two third or fourth. Uh,
0: yeah, the winner of tonight's game will be,
1: um, which which I do think, which is why I am the because I just think Melbourne, I will beat them tonight.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, and our top five. This is interesting. You know what this? You know what this proved to me doing top five wingers. This to me, I feel, will be our most different list. It could be. I feel like we'll have two that are the same that are pretty undeniable. But as far as the rest, it's, it's whatever you like.
1: Yeah, it's whatever you like, whoever you support. Yeah, I, and, and whether you're like a quick winger a big winger a yardage absolutely. maker a finisher.
0: Absolutely. So I, I, we're going to go the other way this week because I feel like... I feel you like know their
1: number one will be the same? I think so. Yeah. Josh
0: Adokar. Brian Toe. Okay, so I've got tied at two. Okay,
1: now Josh Adakar's injured; he's been out. Yeah, he'll I- be in my top five, but he's not. He's not at one.
0: Okay, okay. So I've got To at two. Who have you got at two?
1: At number two. Now this was this was actually really, really, really. I found it's a lot harder than what- it, it was. Brutally What tough. I thought it was going to be. And I've constantly changed my mind. Um, I, I
0: could have had 15 wingers in here just
1: rotating all week. Yeah, definitely. Number two, I'm going to slide out a back in because he's playing this week.
0: Yeah. Okay. So number one and two are the same. Yeah. But this is where, honestly, we could have we could have different players here okay. all around. So my number three, and this you might think I'm crazy with these selections, but my number three is Michele Ravalawa.
1: Yeah, I do think you're a little bit crazy. Little but bit, that's, little I get crazy. it, but I do get it. But
0: to me, he is... Whether or not he's number three is a different question because I totally understand that. But he is, without a doubt, over the last 12 months, one of the most improved players in the competition. Yeah, he'd be yep. a handful. Yeah, absolutely. So he's my
1: number three. Um, my number three is, again, pure finisher base. And he, when his mindset's right, his yardage game is great too, but Sevo... Again, watching him live, so close the other night, it was it was impressive. So,
0: Sevo's my four. Okay, so who have you got it for? Four? this
1: one, again, I oh, will.
0: So, sorry, just quickly on Sevo. Yeah. He he's got the potential to be one.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah. but but I think people want him to be semi, and he's not semi.
0: No, he's not. And uh, but five meters out, I'm, oh. I, I don't want to deal with him. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so Sivo's my four. Who have you got for? Four,
1: Ronaldo, Molotalo. Thought about Ronaldo. I thought yeah.
0: about Sione Katar as well.
1: Ronaldo, he was in and out, in and out, in and out. I just think he gets a bit complacent at times. Yeah. But as a package, he's a good finisher when he holds the footy. His yardage game's great.
0: So, uh, before we go to five, I just want to mention a few honourable mentions because mm-hmm. there's 50 of them. I thought about Jordan Rapana.
1: Yep. Yep, I, I, th- I thought about, too.
0: I thought about Cobbo. Thought about Coates. I even thought about Will Warbrick because he's yep. just he's coming on leaps and bounds. Um, I thought about uh, Taruva from Penrith. Yeah, I thought about um, Nofaluma. Nofaluma is another one. Yeah, just because of these meters he makes. Yeah, and this one is a bit of a projection. Yeah, but I'll go Dom Young.
1: Oh yeah, Dom Young very, good. very he good. is very good. He's a freak. Um, he's a monster, athletic freak. Yeah. Um, my my five. Xavier Coates. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you you'd have Coates penned
0: in as an origin winger right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, if you could only take one out of Coates and Young, you'd take Coates.
1: At the moment, I would. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there's still. I don't think either of them are at their no their potential, but Coates is um, his worst game and his best game is starting to get a lot closer. Whereas I still notice Dom's youngs, he can be 10 out of 10 young Wendell Saylor or just disgraceful. So, you know, one
0: person who we both didn't have who might ruffle some feathers, particularly with my younger brother, but to me, he's just, he is purely the benefit of where he is at and he is Absolutely not in the same class as these guys. Mind you, he's done very well for his career, and that's Alex Johnson.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, he's not in the top 10. No, exactly. And, you know, when
0: you get people talking about he should be on the cusp for Origin Selection and Australian Selection, you just go, mate, what are we doing He's
1: not, yeah. Well, he has played for Australia.
0: If you put Xavier Coates on the left-hand side for South Sydney, I promise you he scores just as many tries. He does.
1: (laughs) He does. And the only thing that you get in addition is... You get more meters coming out of your um, coming out of your own twenty. That's right.
0: So centers next week. Are we going to class Joey Manu as a center?
1: No, he's a five eight now. Okay, all right. See, it's good to see you. See you, mate.